0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
1: Yo, WeTransfer is the best. If you were looking for the easiest way to transfer files back and forth, use WeTransfer. There's no sign-in code, no offer codes, no password to forget. Just upload, send, and get back to making what it is you make. 40 million people use WeTransfer, and they showcase creative people across all different platforms. So, in that spirit, we're skipping the rest of the 60-second ad and getting right back to this show. WeTransfer.com You make, we transfer Hello one, hello all I am Ray Harkins And you are listening to 100 Words or Less, the podcast I'm trying to make this intro a little bit different From time to time Because otherwise people feel like they're listening to the same show They're like, wait a minute, did I download the wrong one? I think I already listened to this one (laughs) But anyways, welcome We're talking about independent music The people who are involved in it Creating it, putting it out, taking pictures of it, drawing. Well, uh, well, yeah, I guess drawing. Yeah, yeah, we've, we, we get some artists on here. We, we, get, we get a wide variety. We, I, I get a wide variety. I always like to say we because it makes me feel like this thing is, is bigger. And technically it is we because you are the the fuel to the fire that is this whole podcast thing. So anyways, who do I have this week? Well, you read, right? So you've already seen this, but I, of course, have to do my appropriate intro Of a good friend of mine Someone who I hadn't spoken to in honestly 10 or so years uh, Howard Jones He's a vocalist for his new band Well not technically new but you know New name of the band Light the Torch who's putting out a record on Nuclear Blast. Really really good band If you are fans of anything heavy And or metal you will absolutely Lap this up and love it and he also played in a band called Switch Engage. And where I met him initially was in the band Blood Has Been Shed, which you will hear in a moment. Like, you know, why would I play like the new single off of their new record? I'm going to play the stuff that I got introed to initially. I just think it's more fun that way. So, Howard, more on Howard in a minute. Let's, let's, let's talk about some some stuff. This Some of it's serious, some of it's not serious. This is serious. Caleb Schofield, the bassist of Cave in. Uh, he recently passed away, uh, well not passed away. I, I, I try not to use that euphemism. I feel like the word died has, has power to it and passed away. I feel like, I don't know, like it kind of skirts, skirts around this notion that uh, everybody is, is afraid of death. And I, I, I try not to kind of build into that, but anyways, so Caleb Schofield, he died tragically. He is a father of two and uh, it, it really shook me. Um, I had only you know like said hi a couple times when my band taken played some shows with them and um, you know we just never traveled in the same circles but was a person whose musical impact was felt far and wide and to have him you know his light snuffed out before uh, you know he really should have led a long life like most of us will hopefully do. And it's it's so tragic and sad, but the silver lining to it all is the fact that we as a musical community come together and we raised a boatload of money. I think the last time I checked, it was like close to $90,000 was going to his family, which, of course, no amount of money even really makes a dent in anything from that perspective. But uh, I just like the fact that, you know, I was reading these comments on this GoFundMe page of people just saying like, You know i don't i don't know you beyond the music and thank you so much for that and i'm so sorry that you know you your family has to deal with this so yeah if you want to just google caleb Schofield and find the gofundme page i highly highly encourage you to do that because um yeah that's that's frankly the least that we can do as a music community of a person who contributed a lot he's done a lot of great stuff old man gloom zozobra um, like I said, cave in. just really, really sad that that happened. So I wanted to make sure to appropriately memorialize him because uh, he was very important to me as well musically. And then um, on the much lighter side of things is uh, I, I got to plug some podcasts that I have personally recently been on. And if you, uh, like me, are always searching for fun, cool podcasts, this isn't so much a selfish plug to like, hey, listen to my episode, even though it's kind of tied in there as well. There's a podcast called This Awful Sound, which is super fun. I went on there, spoke for an hour and a half about Hoobastank, trust company and bands in the sort of new metal revival in the early 2000s and it was so much fun so i highly encourage you to go to this awful sound and find them on the podcast catcher of your choice and you will uh, you'll enjoy it because they they basically take uh some some ostensibly really bad music mm-hmm. and people opine about it and yeah we go to some pretty funny places so and it's done by hardcore kids so that's always fun And then uh, Strange Nerve, my friend Taylor Madison, who was a previous guest on the show, he had me on his show to nerd out so deep about podcasts. We talk a lot about podcasts. So if you are interested about the industry, what it takes to run a podcast, I highly encourage you to do that. So Strange Nerve is the name of his show. And then finally... An old high school friend of mine launched a show called Low Density in which he talks about faith and uh, how that intersects with people's lives. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in religion and all of that stuff, you definitely need to find Low Density. He has pretty interesting conversations, even though he's only got about maybe 15 or so so shows under his belt. So I highly encourage you to do that. And then what? Rockabilia? No, hold on. I'm going to talk to you about something else first. This is important. I want to do a mailbag episode. I want to have you submit some questions where we, uh, yeah, I just answer them. Either it, it's either directly about me, directly about the show, about music in general, whatever it is, email me, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. I highly encourage you to do that because I'll be putting something together in the next couple months. So please do that. And then Rockabilia, like I said, like, or I was going to say, Rockabilia is the best. They are the spot for you to buy all of your band merch. It's all in one convenient location. They have a half a million designs for you to dip into, from long sleeves to sweaters to t-shirts. It's all officially licensed, the band's getting paid, everything's above board, and the customer service is top shelf. And I want to give you 15% off whatever item you would like to pick. And that is, of course, using the code PC Jabberjaw. So please do that. It will get you some percentages off. And yeah, Rockabilia. Love what you do. Love the support of the show. So thank you for that. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Howard Jones. he's the best. I, I love him dearly. We, and this conversation was very different because it was people catching up. And I tried not to be, you know, too like inside baseball. And I tried to, you know, explain some of the stories that we were going to be telling. So um, if that, you know, if you feel like it's not very reflective over, um, you know, a wide ranging conversation that I typically have on these shows, um, I'm sorry. But this was me catching up with a friend who happens to be Howard Jones, one of the, uh, in my opinion, one of the best heavy vocalists of all time. I just love what he does and I have loved everything that he has done since. So when I say since, I mean, since when I first discovered him, his blood has been shed. So anyways, that's that. Here is Howard. And I will talk to you obviously at the end of the show where I'll tell you who the next week's guest is. All right. So stick around. I don't know why it's so crystal clear to me. Like, I'll walk you through this memory that I have because it's so comical. So, you know, like we, we okay. first we first ran across each other, obviously playing, you know, shows together with Taken and Blood Has Been Shed in 12 Tribes at uh, Coos Cafe in Santa Ana, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So then I, uh, you know, I was able to give you guys a place to stay that night. And, um, you know, you're like you know, you guys are adults and like, I'm a child at that time. Um, and, and so I have this really distinct memory of like, you know, you guys obviously coming back and like us hanging out and, you know, really enjoying our company. And then, um, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you as adults do, you know, you woke up you know, early-ish in the morning. And, you know, I'm still living with my parents, obviously. And you guys had found some, some uh, like free weights that my dad had. And so like, you were, you. and I, I, I swear, it sounds like I'm making this up, but like, it's so perfect where it's like, you guys were just like, you know, just doing some weightlifting, like as one does. And I remember my mom coming downstairs and like, you know, being like, she's used to like, you know, weird people staying over, but seeing adults lifting weights in like the living room, she was just like, Oh, interesting. Who does Ray have over now? (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that part. It was so. It was
0: so perfect. (laughs) We were a group of large, brawny men. That's. That's really
1: fun, but I I just I Uh, I love like you know I I try not to get too nostalgic over those either stories or instances, but it was like that was so so ingrained in that early touring years because you know you would whoever you would stay with you would always have some adventure or weird story whether it was like. Oh, dude, we stayed at this guy's, like, mansion, and the mom made breakfast for us or whatever. Like, you always had those stories, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, That this one, that, <laughs> I guess we, we did kind of leave strange stories like that around. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that makes me laugh. That's good. That makes that, me laugh. That's uh, good.
1: But I, I remember, like, I, I, I remember like, uh, I mean, I, I really didn't have any impressions of you before we hung out at all, but then I just remember, you know, a- after that, you know, hang session, I was just like, I don't know. I was so endeared to you. I was just like, Howard, like he's, he's a great guy. I would love to hang out with him, you know, a- as much as humanly possible. And I, um, and it just, I don't know. It was, it was one of those things like those, those intense relationships that you have with a person for, you know, Hours at a time is just like you know. Like I'll I'll always consider you a friend, even though we haven't spoken oh, in ten yeah. years. You know,
0: <laughs> has it really been that long? I don't. I don't I, <laughs> I feel like it's been. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, um, yeah, we definitely had plenty of nice long conversations, and I don't know if you remember this during your uh, during the time hanging out there at your place. You had this huge wall of a Ds. Yes. Just, and they were, I can't remember what order you had them in, but you had them in some sort of order. And we just went down the list of like the ones that we liked, but more often than not, we were just making fun of everything <laughs> just because it was because we were up super late because uh, I'm, I'm always up and, uh, was like oh wow
1: somebody's up with me cool so yeah i do no it's funny now that you say that i do remember that because it was just like all it was was like just like we us being up at like you know 4 a.m being super punchy and just being like oh man what about what about this band that band sucks or like oh dude that record rules
0: it just went on and on
1: constantly <laughs> and you had so much stuff <laughs> it's true yeah there was there was material for for hours
0: <laughs> oh yeah but yeah it was one of those things we uh yeah we just kind of ended up bonding and uh after that you know uh, yeah you're just it's one of those things where it's like i i hear your name and all that's awesome. How's he doing, man? I miss
1: that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I really do. I really do think there's something, you know, about that, you know, time frame of when, you know, most bands in our genre were not, you know, making a quote unquote living, and like, you know, you just were able to yeah. like get out on tour and experience that, but like those you know, experiences of just like, well, we don't have very much money. So of course we're not going to stay in a hotel. And of course we're just going to stay with whoever we can find at that show. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, you did it because it's what you did. You didn't play in a band with, uh, well, at least I didn't play in bands with the dreams of making it big someday. I just did it because I did it. Right. You know? and and so, and to make it, if you want to call it that, there was no way you were staying at hotels. <laughs> you just didn't. I mean, it, I mean, how many shows did you play where it's like, Hey, we got 50 bucks tonight and you were stoked. Oh. You know, just <laughs> what do, do those days exist anymore? Yeah. I mean, it does, it does, but yeah, it, it's so much more of a business now.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Just because it, it, you know, once you start to once you start to have a road map and people can kind of put two and two together, then yes, it's easier for bands to exist with the idea that oh yes, we can make this as a living. Whereas you know that wasn't yeah. you could point to like five bands that you were like oh wow, dude, I heard I heard I heard Poison the Well like they don't have to come home and like work at a bagel shop like they're just like on tour constantly.
0: Seriously, they were the breakout band, man and so yeah you you just thought like wow i can't believe they that they're this big i i mean how many times do we play with those guys and this and then they put out that album opposite of december yeah, Is yeah it?
1: absolutely yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 i mean there's no way you can't remember just certain songs for that i mean of course it goes without saying like nerdy nerdy but yeah, yeah. uh but, yeah, just they blew up. And I was like, man, this is crazy to see this played with in some empty gymnasium or VFW or something like that. And it's like, wow, they they are getting huge attention. Uh Yeah. Those were the
1: days. It's, I know it's crazy. Well, kind of, you know, kind of pointing the, the, uh, the spotlight back to you, my friend, you were, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, do some wide brushes of history just because, you know, a lot of it has obviously been well documented in many other interviews, but you know, you were born and raised in Columbus and that's kind of where you got, you know, your, your, your first taste of playing in bands and independent music and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I, are you, I didn't know, are you an only child? Do you have brothers or sisters?
0: Oh yeah, no, no I'm not a not an only child. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where where do you where do you sit
1: on the pecking order?
0: Are you oldest, youngest, where are you? No, I, youngest, but but definitely not a not only. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, pretty, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that. Okay.
1: I Here. And do you have is it like how, what's the makeup? Is there like, you know, like older older brothers and sisters obviously? How many on each side?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh Uh, four boys and a girl okay uh, that was my big old family got it got it and then this uh, weird and then weird me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i was a part of that i've just always been a little odd
1: sure and were you uh you know being the last of five was it, uh, were, <laughs> were you one of the kids that was, uh, you know, considered a, uh, quote unquote, uh, gift from God where it's like, Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we weren't anticipating another child, but here he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it went with everybody that was in my position. <laughs> like when you're that far down the pecking order, <laughs> yeah, more than likely, I think something, uh, something
1: unexpected (laughs) (laughs) happened. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I I just, especially like you said, when you, uh, when you do have, you know, basically over three kids and then, you know, the last one is usually like, Oh, that one uh, looks like that one slipped by the goalie.
0: Yeah, I, I believe there's a reason I didn't get surprise birthday parties because my birthday was a surprise. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey, it's, uh, it's Howard's birthday. Oh, that's right. That's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my mom was like, yeah, I remember that day all right. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so delicious almond milk with cashew is the best thing that I've ever tasted from a nut milk perspective. I, of course, have been vegan for a long time, have drank the almond milk for quite some time but it wasn't until this product hit the market i mean first of all so delicious is incredible on so many plant based dairy stuff like ice creams and everything but once this almond milk came in the market oh my gosh i couldn't even i couldn't even tell you how excited i was and what's even better it has seven or fewer ingredients and it comes in three amazing flavors vanilla original and unsweetened and if that's not enough, the bottle itself is made up of at least 80% plants, which is of course, 100% awesome, but no joke. This is the real deal. If you've never ever tried almond milk, you need to start here because you will taste it and you'll be like, I am never going back ever, ever, ever. So one sip is all it takes to realize that nothing else compares. So visit, please go to visit so delicious, slash words today to learn more again. That's so delicious. Dairyfree.com com slash words. Trust me, this is the real deal. I love this stuff, and you will too. So delicious. dairyfree.com slash words. All right, now on to the show. So were you uh, were you closer to I guess your your mom or your dad or how did uh, you know how did you kind of navigate that that you know huge family relationship you had?
0: Uh, closer to mom, but I, I, I was all. I mean. I, I mean, I got along with everybody in the family, but I was always kind of a loner. Yeah, uh, I mean, I hung out with friends. I hung out with family, you know, and play sports with everybody and all that stuff. But I spent a lot of time on my own. uh, uh Like, okay, I remember like one summer for, uh, I think like pretty much the whole summer, I would just... Yeah, as a kid, I think I was maybe second, third grade, something like that. Uh, I would just, the whole summer, walk from my house to the public library and just stay in the library and read all day, check out some books, go home, read most of the night because I didn't sleep. And I'd get up the next morning, kept, I just did the same thing. I just did that over and over. Because I'm weird.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, it's funny It's funny you say that because that's always something that, um, you know, in getting to know you and something I've always observed about you is, um, you know, most people place the, uh, you know, front man of a band, no matter what genre of music, is, you know, they're like the most outgoing and gregarious and, you know, big personality and stuff like that. And while you do have a big personality in the sense of like, you know, you are, like you said, you're friendly and you're not like, you know, this, this person who doesn't know how to speak to other people, but you've always been in my mind more comfortable with a either by yourself or a very, very small group of people. Um, and so that's always kind of been the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I've, uh, I've figured that out more as, uh, as time has gone by and I'm like, Oh wow, I've been like this for a long time. I had, you know, and not just being a loner, but you know, just, how I am, period. It's like, oh, I've always been like this. I just didn't recognize those, you know, things about me. Like, the fact that I don't sleep. I just, I've always been like that. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, really funny when I think back about, even, like, meeting you. Right. Like, literally just kind of punch drunk and everything because I didn't sleep. And it was just, I even when I was a kid, going to and staying at a library all day, then checking out books and reading them all night because I couldn't sleep. So yeah, it just always been a little different. And so uh, you know, when you're up when everybody else is uh, is asleep, uh, yeah, you kind of get used to having time to yourself.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. No. No one else is there to uh, entertain you, so you're like, well, I'll go ahead and take care of this myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, entertain or the, or them also. I don't feel like I'm bothering. <laughs> I always feel like I'm bothering people. So oh, I ghost all the time. All I'm right. literally the dude who disappears.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's always one of those things where it's like, Hey, Hey, where's uh have you, have you spoken to Howard at all? No, I haven't seen him in a while. Oh yeah. Well, he left like three hours ago.
0: <laughs> just gone. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I've always been like that. That's just me. Got it.
1: And so like you said, you know, you were, you were, you know, comfortable, you know, existing in, you know, sports and all the other things that, you know, kind of typical, typical kids do. Um, what, what, kind of, what kind of, I guess what kind of path did you see yourself like headed on as you were, you know, going into, you know, high school and started to develop your own identity and like, you know, was, I mean, music was an important part of your life, but did you ever have conceptions of what like a career would be like, Oh, I want to be a history teacher or something like that.
0: Yeah, actually, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. It was I thought maybe I was going to be a teacher and uh, just go that path or something like that. You know, I I didn't really have aspirations of music. You know, uh, I begrudgingly was doing choir and things like that in middle and high school, and it was just because I was kind of shy about singing and. And so, even doing that, it was still kind of difficult. And then I remember getting asked to do like the like ensemble glee thing. Like, hey, do you want to like you? You would get a partner and sing and dance. And I was like, I flat out refuse. I won't even do choir again if you ask me again. <laughs> so like, <it's> don't. <laughs> but I yeah I I just thought I was gonna yeah be a normal. Person and, and yeah, like being a teacher, honestly. Yeah, and yeah, then just kind of went this route.
1: Right. Yeah. have <laughs> <Could've> thought. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. And so, uh, y- you know, when uh, when playing in bands, because y- you started playing in bands uh, with with Corey, right? Like he was basically your your first yeah. sort of bandmate in in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. And you oh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. that Was. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and that like, w- what was the name of that first band? Because I didn't uh, obviously, I only know you, you know, via Blood Has Been Shed. So I'm sure that has to have a terrible band name, like most first bands do. Oh yeah, I
0: think we were released. Uh, yeah, it was. Well, that's not too bad. bad. I mean, Release. It's simple. Uh, yeah. So was the music. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> well, bad. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do when you're in your first band or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that bums me out. It's like people start, and I was like, "Man, this band is awesome." It's like they're so young; Oh they don't know the embarrassment of getting on stage and then figuring out, "Oh, I'm not good at this." Totally. <laughs> I said, the, the, you, it, It's so humbling. It, and, yeah, uh, it is, and I, I always you think you just don't understand that feeling.
1: No, I always think that it's very funny when. Because every band has the idea of, like, you know, filming their first show or getting some documentation of it and nothing like that could not be a worse idea. Because, like, when you look, but even if you look back on that, like, two weeks after the show, you're like, oh, I thought I was killing it. I was, like, back to the crowd, like, crouched in a corner. Like, it's like, oh, my God, this is horrible.
0: I know, right? Just terrible. I mean, you you want to jump ahead? I mean, we can talk about uh, let's talk about like Kilts. That first tour I did, you know, y- yeah, we we did some some awesome stuff and all that. But first tour, we we're in a van and it was fifty bucks a show. Yeah, it, it just that's just what you did. Yeah. and and before that, you were lucky to get paid. Sometimes it was just. You know, just having a the presence there, and it was, oh, you can sell some. You can sell some T-shirts, okay. All uh, right, you can play uh, four songs, okay. Uh, and, and then, of course, you know you're playing with bands, and no one knows who you are, so uh, you know they're just looking at you and. Oh, all those embarrassing moments. Absolutely. So, many.
1: <laughs> so, 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 so many, of them. so many. But did you, um, you know, e- even though you, uh, were a person like, I mean, every time I, I've seen you in all your bands, like you, you know, you know how to, you know, be comfortable on stage. I'm going to guess that was something that you kind of had to to learn how to do, or did you have any sort of like you know stage fright getting up there like once you first started playing you know some shows in in the uh, the Columbus area?
0: Oh, I still do. Okay. I still always have stage fright. And secondly, I yeah, I've I spit out and swallowed so much vomit. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just is what it is. I don't know how many times I've been made fun of for wringing my hands mercilessly <laughs> just uh, I don't know it's always gotten that way it It's not natural to get in front of people and do this, so yeah, and i i I will never understand not feeling like just completely strange walking out on stage I mean once. You're doing it, say okay. uh, This is what I'm doing, but I think about I think about it beforehand, and yeah, I'm about ready to pass out.
1: Right? (laughs) No, that's cool because I mean that that definitely um, you know goes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you just said, oh, that's cool, right? It is yeah, cool. it cool? Well,
1: because it would <laughs> it, it, to me, it would strike me as weird if it because that that kind of goes against your person like that would go against your personality. You know, if you were like, yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm you know weird kind of loner in the corner, and then like, oh dude, I can easily get up in front of people and just yell at them in the face for like you know half an hour, like no problem. It's like, well, that's weird because that that doesn't seem like something that would add up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that is not me and. What's amazing is meeting people who's, you know, who, you are into the bands and stuff like that, and they come in, they come in pretty hot. You know, they're just screaming at me, and and I'm like, wow, I'm literally embarrassed right now <laughs> because you realize I am just not like that.
2: Yeah, totally, totally.
0: <laughs> it feels it feels very weird when uh, when someone just comes at me and just screams my name, Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know know why you did that. Right, (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. I uh, I feel really weird. So that was the mission success. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: And so then, uh, did did you actually do any touring with that first band release at all, or or was that more of you know when you were in Blood (laughs) Has Been Shed?
0: Uh, I think we were more of just like weekend warriors. We did a little bit of touring here and there, but you know, we were young, terrible. So, you know, it's not like it had legs to stand on at the time.
2: Right. Right.
0: And, but then, uh, we started doing that. And then that's when, uh, I ended up moving out to Connecticut. You know, Corey was getting married and he was going to be, uh, doing the family business. And, and he was like, "Hey, I'd love to keep the band going." And he said, "But I understand if you don't." And so we all said, "Sure." And we, you know, the, eventually, the four of us went out there. And then one guy left. And then I think eventually a second guy left. But yeah. Yeah, we, Corey and I just kept playing, and, and what we did evolved into from release involved to this band, driven, and from driven and evolved into bless manchette. and driven was terrible too sure but uh but still yeah and so yeah it was very bad um and, and so yeah we started playing shows in you know new england and everything and you know a couple shows in, you realize oh we've got work to do <laughs> right right and so that's
2: uh, so that's what we
0: did yeah so we just you did the work down and start writing you know? yeah yeah i mean we played shows and did what we could but after a while we we're like hmm you know, Corey was like, "Wow, you? He's like, "I really want to step things up, and uh, you know, he's got some ideas for music. Some of it might be kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, I want to call him." What's I'm like, "That's weird." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, all, all right, whatever. Sure. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I just kind of roll with the punches, don't I? Yeah, hey, so, do. yeah. That's that's how you that's, that's how, how you ended how, up in Connecticut. That's how it started
1: how um pretty much you know as you were you know because how how old were you when you made that move to connecticut
0: uh yeah i don't know early early 20s early 20s yeah
1: so I'm i'm gonna guess that you know you're uh you know by this time your your parents had obviously seen what you started to get into with all the bands and you know probably weird music to them um you know, how, like, you know, like you said, you, you were already kind of going to the beat of your own drummer were, you know, were, were they ever, I guess, like, you know, afraid, concerned, like, Oh man, Howard seems to be like, you know, going, going somewhere else. And I just don't understand this music that he's doing. Or was that, did they kind of just like leave you to your own devices?
0: Yeah. Uh, I kind of got left to do my own thing. So I've always been a little peculiar and, uh, they didn't really understand that I mean yeah you know I'm, there was just nobody like me in the family so and it wasn't really that big of a deal to me you know um, I just did it yeah. I mean because I always thought I always figured eh, why not this has just kind of been my approach to, to a lot of things I'm like, yeah, well, I'll give it a shot. Right. I mean, because you know, it, what happens if you don't? It, you didn't. So literally, I, I've, I've kind of lived my life by that in a lot of ways. for better or for worse, it's like, oh, move. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. What? Join this band? I'll give it a shot. What? Join this band? I I'll give it a shot.
1: Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's cool because you know, you were, um, you know, you're approaching it from a very like, I don't want to use the word nonchalant because you know, that makes it sound like you don't care at all, but you do, but you very much are trying to I guess collect that experience, whatever it may be, good or bad. You're just like, well, I gotta, like, I gotta try this because it's in front of me and who knows if it's not going to be there in six months if I say no to it or whatever.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it kind of is like that. Like I, I don't want to let an opportunity pass by if I have a chance. I, uh, I got asked in some interview, this guy, that what was, you know, what's the one achievement that I haven't had? And I'm like, I don't have any achievements. I just want to keep working. Mm-hmm. It's like, I literally just enjoy heavy music. You know, I enjoyed all of this stuff. So, I'm like, is, is that it? And he's like, well, that's an answer. I'm like, well, that's not an achievement. An achievement, <laughs> that's like a goal or something right, I'm Right, right. Like, yeah, I'm like, there's no payoff here. My achievement is like, I don't want to like reach something and then quit I just want to keep going right so is that my achievement I don't know i just always like oh okay I can try this yeah, I want to keep trying stuff That, that so it's I I I do work I I like the work it's you know coming up with stuff I don't know there's something about that but yeah it's just I I just want to try
1: this is incredibly important to me so please listen up We've lost a ton of incredible musicians to overdose, especially opioids like heroin and fentanyl. And addiction is a nationwide problem and there is no easy fix. Recovery isn't one size fits all. And that's why the American Addiction Centers is revolutionizing the addiction treatment industry with holistic, evidence-based treatment practices and innovative technology to ensure safety throughout detox and treatment. And they specialize in dual diagnoses. So mental health, addiction, they handle that all. And they even offer in-house genetic testing. So if you can find out you're prone to any prescription drug sensitivities or interactions, it's incredible. And better yet, they work hard to make sure individual needs are met by empowering individuals in their lifelong recovery journey in a comfortable home-like setting. So please take action if you or you know someone that is struggling with drugs or alcohol and you're, you're maybe not even sure if you are as well. You need to call the American Addiction Centers at 888-260-7264. It's available 24-7, and your life is worth more than your addiction. Do not wait until it's too late. I've had family members struggle with addiction, and it's an awful, awful thing. This service, I believe so much in. So please call the American Addiction Centers at 888-260-7264. Please help. Okay? Now on with the show. Kind of fast forwarding a little bit when um, you know, basically, because we've obviously been talking about you know your your sort of your introversion and the fact that you know there's there's so much that it takes to be in a band, let alone a person that's, you know, at the focal point of the band. And, you know, as far as a singer's concerned. And I know that like when you stepped away mm-hmm. from kill switch engage, there was a, you know, a, a, a myriad of things going on from like, you know, n- your mental health, your, um, your actual physical health. Um, I presume a lot mm-hmm. of the sort of mental strain that you were feeling And this is me just kind of, you know, using conjecture here, but like, you know, people obviously connected with your lyrics and like you weren't just singing about, you know, swords and goblins and stuff. You were singing about your own personal feelings and people, people put a lot on you because of that. And I'm sure the, like you said, you were just hanging out in the back of the bus because I'm sure a lot of it was, you just couldn't handle a lot of the input that you were getting from a lot of people, um, you, I guess when did that kind of, when did you recognize that you couldn't handle that, you know?
0: Wow, well, I, I would say um, I started realizing it was very awkward. Uh, I don't know, 2003, 2004, just the way I felt was, it was beyond discomfort. It was, it's like it, it was just consuming my thoughts and feelings. I I I don't understand why I hate this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: because it's what I want to do now. Because it's like oh, this is you know because there's part of this that obviously I love it because I'm still doing it. But yeah, there was part of it was just like I don't I don't understand the attention. Or I, I I can't really word it. I, I still can't. I know it's like it, around that time. That's when I know. Sorry, this is strange, and it just built. It just built up, yeah. and yeah, and it just got worse and worse. Right. And things I, I didn't know. You know, I literally didn't know that. I, you know, there was something like physically, chemically wrong with me, and. Yeah. And of course that just ties into everything, you know, just everything you've experienced throughout your life and just then like not realizing it's like, Oh, I, I really am like, you know, I'm manic depressed. Okay. That's why I am the way I am. Okay. That explains a lot, but then it's still a long time weeding through all that. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah it was so it's a long process
1: yeah well i'm sure too a lot of it a lot of it stems from you know you, you being you know kind of reclusive by nature, and you're looking at all that you're surrounded by in regards to you know the band being successful and you know all your bandmates you know being relatively happy and whatever like you know from an outsider's perspective yeah. everyone's like dude what do you got to complain about bro like this is, you, <laughs> there's nothing wrong and, and
0: I'm sure that, oh yeah
1: I'm sure that kind of crept in your head where you're like well yeah I get like I guess I shouldn't be feeling this way but then. i do and you can't reconcile those two
0: yeah of course that's and that's what it is because you you hear that all the time and it's like oh you're successful man dude it's it's that's everything you know i i i didn't even know that was gonna happen (laughs) so i can't even say it was like that was my dream you know so and yeah, I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit introverted, you know. Uh, and yeah, there's times that when I write stuff, and you know, some of the stuff I've written, it's it's me, you know. So yeah, there's definitely, and it's like on this album, there's a few songs in there that it's me, you know. And so yeah, uh, me and emotions are weird, and so things got. Things just got hard, and literally, it was it was the thought of writing another album because I still didn't know what what I was. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I was so upset. I didn't know why I was so hurt, even though like I you know there was times I was having the time of my life with these guys, but they were they were happy when it was done, and I was not, and I just did not understand that.
1: Right, sure.
0: But yeah, it was just the thought of it's like when we got together, and we start, you know we're like okay, we're going to write a new album, and it was just the thought of putting all that out there again, and then and then going and touring again. It just that just scared me, so I bailed. Right. Yeah. I, I, I I it was just that was the tipping point. I was like, I literally just can't. So, yeah. I, I just. He, Drove away and gone.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like I mean, yeah, that's dramatic, and you know that bumps people out. But like, who you know, if you were to not do that, who knows what you could have ended up being, not only as a person, or what you could have done to other people, and just like it's
0: horrible. Yeah. I mean, i i was I was dragging them down because they literally. I mean, they knew I was depressed. They just didn't know what how bad it was or what to do to help me because i didn't know what was wrong with me and plus i just would not have been i wouldn't be alive there's no way yeah so it was and so i don't know i, I it wasn't even a thought process it was just like yeah. okay well everybody let's just meet back tomorrow i did yeah i just i just left and did not return yeah and that was that
1: yeah it's like it's all it's you know, everything kind of always goes back to the, you know, animal instincts that we have, like the fight or flight. And, you know, at that point you were just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I literally can't fight mm-hmm. anymore. I have to fly away.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. 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 And, and, and yeah, I can think back throughout my life. That's, that's what I've done at times. It's like, okay, this is too much. I'm out. And it just, uh, that was me, but yeah, that, uh, I think that's barely what's <laughs> what saved me and, and and as I got back involved with bands, I still think I came back a little too quick I think I would like touring again was still just so hard but I didn't know what to do because I still love music I still love this I really and so I, I, I was like so yeah. I was like, you know what uh I'll, I'll I'll just give it what the heck I'll give it a shot. That's honestly what I thought. I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm trying to do a little better. And maybe I can handle it. Why not? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I did. I know. And it, it, it
1: took it, a while. It, sure, sure. Well, it's really interesting, <laughs> like what you said there in regards to the, you know, the duality that you have to live in, in order it's like, okay, there's so much that I enjoy about this experience, you know, being creative being creative with other people, you know, being able to share art and yes. all of these things but then the the trade-off that you have for it in regards to, you know touring and then, you know, having people misinterpret your art or having people you know, whatever, yeah. like all of those things that come along with it that you know, clearly is out of your control um, yeah, yeah, it's just, a, it's a tough space to be in when you are what you're doing. I I just find it interesting that, like you said, you came back too early where it's like, Oh, I wasn't fully ready for it.
0: Oh no, I, I just wasn't. I, I was still struggling. And, and that's one of the reasons like I was able to bond so well with the guys in the band because, you know, they, it, I don't, I, by then I knew what was wrong with me. And it was, then it was just fighting through it and figuring out what worked. And they were just, they had my back. And so we just bonded getting through that, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, uh, something I had to go through, you know, and, uh, you know, it was hard because I would still just be so sad, you know, and just didn't know why, you know, and, and but, you know, I still just tried to trudge through it and, but it's funny when you say it, like people, they'll say that, you know, they'll say those things and make those comments like, well, you know, you're on top of the world and all that. But it's like, but yeah, but I'm still a human. Yeah. I'm still me. And, and, and that's kind of why, like the whole social media thing, I just, if I were to pay attention to what everyone said, I would literally still be doing that band, but doing this band and, only screaming heavy stuff, but then only singing. And it's just, I just got to do what I do. I got to do what's best for me. And just, you know, like try and navigate whatever this weird life is and try and write what I write and sing what I sing and do what I do and hopefully, you know, Die a happy person. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, 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 no. no,
1: no I, 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 I understand the sentiment. Um, it's something I've always, you know, admired about you as well. In regards to, um, you know, you are uh, not only are you a distinct vocalist by the way that you sing because you know you got you got the soul in you, but uh, the 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 fact that
0: <laughs> that's uh, racist.
1: That's uh, super racist. I know,
2: <laughs> <no>. but
1: <laughs> all, all 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 racist joking aside, um, you you know yeah. you you are uh, you know you, just the way that you look and your your presence, like you know you you stand out immediately, especially in our subculture. Not only. because, because, you know, you, you are, you are black and you aren't like, you know, a majority of the people that are, you know, involved in the punk and hardcore subculture. Um, like, did, mm-hmm. when did you kind of like recognize that where it's just like, oh, like, you know, I guess I am kind of, you know, I'm, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm in a minority in the context of, of the world and the United States and whatever city you're living in. But, you know, the, the, uh, I, I when did you recognize that within, you know, our, our subculture where it's like, Oh yeah. Like people look at me because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm different looking than everybody else.
0: <laughs> so when did you recognize, Oh, you're black.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a simple way of asking it
0: in the context yeah. of poking hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your first show. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this is, this is amazing. Uh, okay um i mean i i am but it it was never a thing to me
2: yeah
0: for me it's like i like the music so it didn't really matter what i looked like you know it, it didn't it, like it's just it, it was never part of it Mm-hmm. It just, it just never has been. I mean, other than the occasional joke and all that, it, all for me, it was just the work. I just wanted to get better. I wanted to do more. I, so it just wasn't like a consideration. I didn't, uh, I didn't seek that sort of thing out. I just. I just, I just like the music. Like I, I've been asked a bunch of questions when it comes to that, and, mm-hmm. and you know, there was, there was one interview was really funny. <laughs> was just why do blacks not enjoy uh, music like heavy music and punk music? <laughs> and I just said, <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> right.
1: oh, yeah. No. What? You're, you're, you're gonna speak? You're gonna speak for the whole cultural experience, right? <laughs>
0: And I said I can't speak for the, I can't speak for everyone I can only speak for me And then she started apologizing and like, You're not even letting me answer I'm just saying I just liked it yeah. That's all I can tell you Totally <laughs> um, But really that's all, that's all it was So for me I And I don't know it, I just kind of Embraced it just, I loved it so I think that's why for me it wasn't it wasn't a thing. Yeah, just I love the music.
1: Period. Well, and, and to and to your to kind of what we were talking about earlier too, where it, it, you were comfortable already being you know a person that uh, you know w- was uh, you, you beat you know on the beat of your own drummer, and it's like you you'd already yeah. done that. It's like yeah, I've already you know I was hanging out in the library by myself so it's like yeah why you know why is me going to a show where you know 90% of the people that are, are attending are you know just your average white suburban teenager or whatever it's like yeah it's that's, that's fine yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, i it, it definitely would it, de- it would definitely uh make me laugh at times and i was like wow these people are mad and what are they mad about <laughs> and then and you listen like oh, okay it's just it, it's just a different type of anger. It's anger directed towards different things. You know, I grew up differently, but still, you know, it's just, I felt the same way yeah. deep down. I felt, I felt different. I, I, and I always have. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was just, uh, they feel like I feel. Yeah. Totally. Okay, yeah. Cool. You, you're right. You felt, and, and, You felt a community, right? Yeah. And it's like, and uh, the guitars are awesome. The drums are awesome. And dude screaming is, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And for some reason, I just liked it.
1: Yeah. You're like I'm in, I'm in. Hey, you want to become better at marketing, right? Like whether it's marketing your band, whether that's marketing your graphic design, whatever it is, check out this class. This class is called sell it without selling out DIY marketing for creatives. It is taught by a good friend of mine, a previous guest in the show, Finn. McKenty and Matt Halpern, another previous guest in the show, the drummer for Periphery. It is a step-by-step guide for designers, artists, all the creative people that listen to this show to market themselves and get paid to do what they love. It's everything those two dudes have learned from the past fifteen years of experience. Which, trust me, they have a ton of experience and like not just like fake experience that you know padding your resume and stuff like that. These guys, these guys have done it. You'll get. 18 videos on each step of the marketing process, plus a 50-page workbook that will guide you through the process of making your own marketing plan, and best of all, lifetime access to their private coaching group where they'll do weekly live check-ins to answer questions in real time and guide you through the process. SellItWithoutSellingOut.com There's a couple videos there. You can dive in, get a little sample of it. I can't back this thing enough. If you are just slightly interested in marketing, you will find a lot of awesome, awesome nuggets. It's not like you're going to remember everything. You're going to remember like two to four things and be like, wow, those are really good principles. So go to that website, sell it without selling out.com. All right, now on with the show. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, when you basically, you know, bailed on kill switch and you're like, I, I have to do this for myself because I don't know where I would be. Um, you know, what, uh, I guess, how did you kind of, you know, take care of yourself? How did you start to, uh, you know, go on your, your path of discovery where it's like, oh yes, I realize I am, you know, manic depressive. And like, you know, did you start to go to, you know, therapists, did you lean on, you know, your family? Did you do all the above? Like, how did you kind of work through that?
0: Yeah, it was uh therapy medication. Uh, ugh, that's, that's a whole different thing. Sure. Whew. Not fun. Just yeah. all the different crazy side effects that go along with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was like one in particular. It was a uh, Seroquel, and literally, like I was taking it, and after about a month, like the side effects started, and and then once uh, I had let it go a little too long, like I st- I kept taking it because I thought maybe it was just me, but then I stopped taking it after about like I don't know, let's say three months but then for the next for a year it was just the craziest night terrors and just neck cracking tremors where you know you just sort of like if you get a cold chill and you just you know you just kind of shake it was like that but just it could it would happen when i'm dead asleep it would happen anytime and it would just like jack up my neck or whatever it was brutal and it went on for a year so basically I just tried to heal, man. I did a lot of fishing. I I just I just tried to figure out what the heck I was. That's all I did.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, and that's great you you did that just because you needed to Basically, just find your your calibration. You know, find the level that you're at. Just like you were talking about medications, like you know, that's a moving target. Like sometimes certain things work on certain dosages, and you know, some things don't work. And you do. It takes time to figure that out.
0: Yeah, it was brutal, absolutely brutal. But yeah, but yeah, it just took took time to figure out. You know, you know, what what was I going to do? Because I honestly didn't know what I was going to do next, and. So eventually, I said, "Huh, well, let's try some music." Yeah. <laughs> and, and went. But yeah, I, I what? It, it, it's the only thing. It, it's well, it, it's the only thing I've done for so long, and it's one of the few things in this world that I truly love. Right? You know, I mean, it's just I, I can't stay away from it. You know, I. I mean, I. I dream songs. You know, it's
1: weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that you can't. Yeah. You just completely ignore this aspect of your life and be like, all right, well, I got to move on from that. It's like, well, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I tried. It didn't, it did not work.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, what struck me too, always about you, the, um, the the business aspect of you know music from you know you because you were involved in you know all of the decisions that you know blood has been shed was making and you know booking shows and you know kind of mm-hmm. doing that stuff working with record labels and everything yeah. and then you know you were also managing bands for a while as well um you know mm-hmm. did you uh i guess did you enjoy that aspect of kind of the creative side of things like the more business oriented stuff or was that just something that was kind of like a uh, I guess a passing mm-hmm. phase as it were
0: I oh, no, I enjoyed it, but it was another one of those things where I thought, eh, why not? <laughs> because it, was like, it, it was just more involvement in the thing I loved, music. So, yeah, it was just like, okay, I've got the opportunity. Why not? I'll just give it a try. If I can help out some other bands, cool. You know, just that's always been my thought process. It's like, give it a shot. What's the worst that happens?
1: yeah totally <laughs> and did you like did you see so and you, so you liked kind of the you know the the business stuff where it's like oh yeah we're settling yeah. the show and booking shows and all that stuff
0: yeah i i don't mind that part but at the same time I'd eh, rather not but yeah. uh <laughs> but it, yeah it just but then when you're touring full time and then trying to do that full time that's that's impossible because uh you've got an active band, you're basically on call 24 seven. You know, it's, if they're somewhere on the road and something happens, you kind of have to be there. And, but you know, just even if it's like, you know, phone calls or whatever, you know, it's just, that's part of it. And yeah, after a while I was like, well, okay, I physically cannot do all of this. But yeah. I think a lot of also why I did get involved was like, I had a little bit of downtime and I think downtime for me is bad. So, i started doing stuff because i had this little break i think we were writing and getting ready to record or something like that and it was with kill Switch. and then i just started managing just because why not and plus i'm awake all the time so i just needed something to do and i legitimately just try to do other things because i'm i'm up
1: yeah sure no it makes total sense um and, it, you know, it seems to me, you know, where you're kind of sitting now is that, you know, you've been able to, you know, through the path of working on yourself and, you know, being more comfortable, you know, not only in your own skin, but the decisions you're making as far as playing music and stuff like that. It seems like you're, you know, in a in a better balance than, you know, what you were when you were touring, you know, 11 months out of the year. Um, it, I, I presume that's something that you are really, I guess, kind of vigilant about with your own life where it's like, okay, I want to be active. I want to tour. But like, I also know that I, I I have certain limitations behind that.
0: Yeah. I, I have to be smart about what I'm doing and if it's too much and I, I'm, I basically have to figure out what works for me. And if for some reason it's not working, then I have to reassess. But Yeah. We're going to tour. Yeah. So, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm just in a better place now. And, you know, will I tour 11 months? I don't see that happening. (laughs) Oh man. I, I don't miss that. That was just so much. I mean, how many holidays can you spend at clubs? It was weird. Sure.
1: Well, you do. You, you. you, I mean, you see it time and time again where, you know, bands that become successful, um, you know, and release a record and tour, you know, 18 months on it. And then once it comes time to where you're trying to dip back into the creative well of, you know, releasing a new record, Mm -hmm. writing new lyrics, all that stuff. Like, the only experience you have is just like, oh, dude, I was in a club in Berlin on Christmas and like, how am I going to write a lyric about that i don't i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and see, it, it it kills it kills the creative spirit man it really does and i know for me it kind of did uh honestly like that's i think that's one of the things that's been really good with with uh with this band is we do a lot of other stuff outside of just playing music like on our days off we can't you know we're we're camping. We're fishing. We're hiking. We're barbecuing. You know, we we, we like basically never stay in hotels. Just we go camping, yeah. and it's just you experience. Experience turns into creativity, whether it's lyrics or music. Whatever, I, I think that really does translate.
1: Absolutely, totally. Well, especially because you're putting yourself in situations where you can either feel you know like physically replenished or you are experiencing something that you haven't experienced before and that's engaging rather than like he said just checking into another hotel and you know yeah this may be a nicer hotel but like i don't know it's still the same
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, and it's like just you you have to live i mean it's kind of like stand-up stand-up comedians like you'll see some of them may take like a little sabbatical so that they can experience some life because if you're just going into clubs night after night after night, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, so what are you going to write about next? Yeah. In every club you've been in, how much cigarette smoke you've inhaled. So <laughs> you, you, you you have to live. And so I think it's just finding that balance. And even in between, you know, like shows, we just try to live. And sure. that's the, I was so stuck in the dark for a long time it's just uh, so i want to experience stuff uh, yeah. and I, I don't know how many times i toured and i saw nothing uh, and because i was literally scared to go off, off the bus because i i ended up becoming like adoraphobic it was it was awful yeah so yeah it, it, i just it's so it's it, i just want to i just want to go
1: yeah well <laughs> dude it's so funny you say that because it's like i can't you know i mean you and i have you know many mutual friends that could probably say the same thing where it's like dude i've been to you know whatever chicago 17 times in you know 15 years or whatever but like i i literally yep. know the four blocks around you know the house of blues and that's it like you're like, you're like have yep. have you seen you know millennium park in chicago it's like no what's that and you're like dude you no. you've been <laughs> but like you've been to a city but that doesn't mean you've actually experienced the thing
0: no and, and, and I have it. And I mean, I was just talking about that with someone. was, uh, I think I did a interview in France and like I've flown in there. I don't know, half dozen, dozen times. I've still never been to the Eiffel. I go there, I do interviews, <laughs> play a show and leave. Totally. I, I just do nothing there. And so it's like, that's just gotta change. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm literally doing it with, my friends who happen to be in a band,
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great because like you're, you know, you're, you're an adult and you can make these decisions and you can fig- you can be more intentional with your time. And I think that's what, uh, you know, that's what's so fun about being an adult is being like, Oh yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Oh cool. I get to go to a place and like, I'm actually going to plan around this. Like, yes, I've got a show and I'll be here and I'll do this, but like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll figure out a way to do this thing.
0: Exactly. It's like, all right, I don't want to do this, so I won't. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I love that. That's yeah, this adult stuff is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very, it's very nice. Um, do you? Uh, do you? This is super random, but like, I, I remember us having multiple discussions about it. Do you still identify as straight edge, or is that something that has you know that you are are have shed the label, or do you still you know self-identify?
0: No, no. Oh no, no, I'm not. Okay, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not anymore. No. Yeah, 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 no. Uh, I uh, those were the days for yeah. um, And the thing is, I haven't talked to a lot of uh, a lot of my old friends back then. Uh, yeah. Those guys. So if you guys are listening, say hey. Yeah, what up? Say hi to
1: me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah o- only reason I ask is because I, I, the, um, you know, there are. Uh, there are many people, especially that once you, you know, step into, you know, a different, uh, you know, subculture, you know, metal being one where, uh, you know, a lot of things like, you know, people, kind of know the wide swaths of certain, you know, f- mm-hmm. philosophical movements or whatever. But a lot of people are just always like yeah. straight edge. I, I have no, I have no fucking clue what that is or whatever. Or it's like, Oh yeah, those, those are the losers that don't mm-hmm. drink or whatever. And, uh, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you existed in, you know, both worlds for a long time. So your perspective is kind of, yeah, absolutely. You know,
0: so you know, both of those sides, <laughs> you
1: know? Oh,
0: absolutely. But yeah, just, uh, you know, people have such skewed views of of what things are and what they aren't. I mean, because people are involved and people are people. They're weird. You know, the people are. So you're going to have like some straight edge guys who are just kind of nuts. And you're going to have some that are just normal. Right. You're going to have like drinkers who are nuts and drinkers who are normal. And it's like people are talking about militant straight edge and everything. But then. It's like you know, there's somebody in your family who is literally on drugs or an alcoholic. Are you going to beat them up? Yeah, you know, because you heard that all straight edge people beat up straight beat up people who drink. Yep. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nonsense. <laughs> totally. So yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've definitely seen both sides, and I'm just like. Whatever. Yeah, It's <laughs> stop that. Exactly. Stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> be. How
1: about. How about just be reasonable? You know. How about you?
0: <laughs> yeah. You do that. Yeah. Let's, let's. Yeah. Let's just be good to each other. Period. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's the one thing that matters. Yeah. Because. You know, yeah. You because know, honestly, it does. That is honestly what matters. Just like be good to each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, did, did I just go posy? I, I
1: I, you know, I think and you I, did, How, Howard. You have a tendency to show that occasionally. It's totally fine. It's okay. It, your it, your yeah, your cover's not yeah, blown.
0: It, it, <laughs> yeah, it rears its beaming head occasionally. <laughs> Um,
1: the the, uh, last thing I want to hit on was the um, you know I I know that you you know have been and you know over the course of your you know life and music you've you know helped younger bands either from you know songwriting and production and you know whatever guest vocals and you've done a lot of that stuff when you know, ostensibly, you like you don't really need to do that. You know, like you don't need to do that from you know, like oh, I'll I'll make a you know five hundred dollars off this or something like that. Um, you know, why? I guess why do you do that? I, beyond just the simple enjoyment of it, um, is is that kind of at the core of it? Uh,
0: honestly, like it's if it interests me and I can fit it into my schedule which is pretty much crazy at all times (laughs) it just is i uh, i don't know i just do because i I love heavy music man it, it changed my life you know in so many good ways so many strange ways so much good and bad has happened in my life but so much of it revolves around music. Even when I was just going to shows, to just being involved in it in all these little ways. I don't know. I I just like it. I I have nothing beyond that.
1: No, that, that's cool. I mean, that, I, that's all you need, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's never it's never been for money. Yeah, I, that that's never been a never been a thing. Yeah, I just like this. I mean, yeah, I don't have to do this. I have to do this.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's just, that's part of your, your, your core being. And when you see an opportunity, it's like, Oh sure. Yeah. Like, why, why not? I'll, I'll try to help with yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just like, yeah. just yeah. like you've handled I mean, everything else in your so life. Yeah.
0: I mean. I'm just, yeah. It's like, Oh, why not? I'm, I just like that. Like, i I've figured out now, because the way, like Peter, uh, Peter and I, you know, Peter from Soulwork work, mm-hmm. just you know we're doing an album together, but also we you know we're helping bands you know with who are writing demos or just you know need some help with songwriting and stuff like that. And we're working with a record label, you know, with some of their some of their bands and just writing because I don't know for some reason, just walking into a studio or just like trying to trying to navigate a song and then walking away with something that you feel good about there's something about that I absolutely love I, I I I get a pleasure from that that I can't explain after all this time after all these songs I still love that yeah it it gives, you, it gives you life
1: what, yeah
0: yeah that's 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 the only explanation I have no. I, I I just love making something out of nothing like, okay, what do you want to do? Well, uh, what about this riff? And, and it starts from there. You know, just, I love that feeling. It's awesome.
1: It's great, man. That's great. Well, Howard, I could probably talk to you for another like seven hours or so, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I that's what, that's what Jamie Josta does to you. So I don't want to do that to you.
2: <laughs>
1: shots, shots, fire, shots, fire. No, just, yeah, just kidding. I love, man, I, I love when you guys catch up. Dove, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I love I love catching up with you and I appreciate you doing this, my friend. Yes, Howard, loved that chat. Hopefully you did as well, because that's why you're listening to this, right? So, and what else are you listening for? Oh, you're listening for the guest next week, right? How about one of my good friends and a person who you have seen play in a variety of different bands, Stuart Ross. He is the guitarist for Comeback Kid. He also is the guitarist for Misery Signals, and he's played in five million other side projects and honestly, all incredible bands like Living With Lions, Low Talker, a bunch of cool stuff and um yeah i've just known him forever and we have a a fun story of how we first met and the the mutual admiration society that is uh the melodic metalcore world <laughs> but uh anyways that is what we have next week i have to say thank you to our amazing sponsors we transfer trust me use them when you're transferring large files there's no simpler way to do it i've used it for years and i love it so wetransfer.com they'll do the work for you okay and, uh, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. And like I said, email the show, 100 words, podcast at gmail.com for a future mailback episode. Okay, please do that. And, uh, that's all we got. All right. Until next week, be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw podcast network, Jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.